See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Morgan Wood and Bree Wood to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Morgan and Bree, welcome back to the show. Happy New Year to you, too. Yes, glad to be back. Happy New Year. Sure. Yes, we made it. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep doing it, man. I like that. All right. So uh, business as usual. Now we, we, we're we all rested up from the holidays. We've celebrated the new year, recovered from all of the uh, various hangovers. I'm sure that other people had. I don't drink, but <laughs> let's give the people what they came for. All right. So uh, first up, the fallout surrounding the hospitalization of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has led to speculation about his overall health and whether the president will keep Austin in his current role. Bree, let's kick things off with you. Give us the latest on this story. And then Morgan, of course, we'll follow up with you. Yeah, this was a bit shocking to me. So first of all, anyone not familiar with Lloyd Austin, he is the 28th United States Secretary of Defense, and he is the first black person to hold that position. So mm-hmm. he's extremely important and a historic figure. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a retired United States Army four-star general. So very important uh, to the country. The Pentagon confirmed that Defense Secretary Lloyd was it, uh, Lloyd Austin was admitted to the ICU recently uh, with complications from a treatment for prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So apparently he was diagnosed with prostate cancer in December and he did undergo a minimally invasive procedure to treat it. Now they say days later he was admitted to Walter Reed and he had the complications from the procedure, including something like nausea and some severe abdominal pain. Um, and he is still in the hospital right now as of the taping of this, but um, officials are stressing that he is expected to make a full recovery. The problem is at the same time, um, he's got criticism coming in because his hospitalization was not reported to the top defense officials or the White House until days later, Mm. way after he was already admitted. So an effort to impeach him is actually getting underway right now. Uh, Republican Congressman, (laughs) yeah, Republican (laughs) Congressman Matt Rosendale of Montana is planning to introduce one or more articles of impeachment for, quote, high crimes and misdemeanors against uh, Secretary Austin. 
He claims that the secretary knowingly put the American people in danger and compromised our national security because the Pentagon waited to tell President Biden and senior defense officials about the hospitalization. So that is what's going on right now. Um, People are praying for his health as well as criticizing him, saying, well, why you didn't tell us? Yeah. Yeah. Morgan, let's get you to weigh in here. Um, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters that Biden spoke to Austin by phone on Saturday, January the 6th. Um, Now, the president seems confident. He's expressed that he's confident that uh, Austin will make a uh, full recovery. I guess he is the one person who's actually spoken to him. So he has some sort of, you know, leeway in, in regards to that. Now, what I'd like to look at is the angle from the fact that this is a black man with prostate cancer for the very first time. He's not going to know what it's going to do, What you know, in terms of impacting him and impacting his health on a, on a daily um, basis. And normally, and, you know, we just simply just have a sick day and that's it. Right. But when you're in such position of power, there is there is a requirement of some certain uh, transparency. So with that being said, I do think that maybe, you know, he he's he 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 does have to have a second in command in regards to this because he is dealing with something that he's never dealt be- with before. And the good old American people, you know, we are in a space right now globally where we're not trying to look weak. So. Yeah. I think there is quite the parallel to that. And when we're looking at it in so-called standing on business, which we'll get into later, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, you know, he's, he's, we, you got to, you do have to protect the American people because that is what you took an oath to do. Sure. Um, unfortunately, uh, his treatment does seem to be impacting him in some, in some ways he does have symptoms um, surrounding that, which is not abnormal when you um, are, you know, dealing with cancer. So, you know, Godspeed to him, and I, and I do hope he does make a uh, full recovery from this. But the truth of the matter is that, yeah, if while you're down, you definitely need to hand the reins off, probably. Sure, Absolutely. sure. Um, you know what? For me, maybe it's, and and I'm going to be very fair. Had this been a Republican, I would have given a similar consideration to a person who uh, has a military background. The benefit of the doubt, if you will. Um, these are famously strong men. Yeah. And they're older Probably. men and older, strong men, military minded men tend to be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prideful. Stubborn, maybe. Stubborn. Part, yeah. Yes. I, I think stubborn was what I was looking for. But um I think the issue here is not that, like, I would imagine, again, this is benefit of the doubt. I don't know. This is speculation. But I would imagine that um, if he had gone to the doctors and they said, oh, my God, this is, you're on your way out, get your affairs in order, something like that. If he really sincerely felt that way, he might have handled this differently. If he had gone to the doctors and said, okay, this is what you got. This is what our, this is what our prognosis is and here's how we're going to deal with it um you know you're going to have to hang out for a couple of days and we'll get you you know whatever whatever it was you know i don't know i, I don't agree know. with that i'm sorry go ahead okay well, well i i'd love your thoughts but um but i don't imagine that it would be as big a deal um and and i think it's a bit extreme that what i'm seeing uh, in particular 
uh, Elise Stefanik. Now, this is the name that I'm familiar with because she was the one that was going after uh, Claudine Gay. Um, again, indeed, Claudine Gay was a black woman in a position of power that she believed was only there because she was an affirmative action hire. That somehow Claudine Gay cheated a system that was de designed <laughs> to to uh, relegate her to the margins of society. But, you know, it's another conversation. But she feels like Claudine Gay cheated a system, did not deserve to be in her position. And with the help of a billionaire backing her efforts, um, was able to get Claudine Gay out of that position. And I see her doing the same thing here. And indeed, we're going to hear more about her before we're done talking today. And so while, yes, uh, could it have been handled better? Sure, absolutely. But if this was a an older white Republican under a different administration, we would have never heard about this. That's my that's my honest belief. Um, there's there's so many redundancies in our military um, that this is not in in the in the in the in the sense that probably comes to my, to everyone's mind a national security threat. This is a guy who had to go to the hospital and we're making it into as big a deal as we possibly can because we're in this politicized climate. Now, um, I know you wanted to say something. Go ahead. You know, I was just going to agree with you on the point that you were making earlier about it not being that big of a deal and the, the differences that it uh, that may have happened if this were an older white gentleman. My point was, I think, you know, we've had an onslaught of celebrities who've had health issues or people in positions of power with health issues that are not disclosing. And that's because this is exactly what they don't want. The attention, the scrutiny, the constant worrying about if they're going to be OK. Are, are you capable? I think that puts, yeah. Exactly. That puts more undue stress on a person. So in my mind, he was probably thinking, listen, I don't want to panic anybody. I that's know I'm going to be fine, as you point. stated. And so. He probably wanted to be as private as possible. Just unfortunately, with his position, no matter what, you cannot do that because of the position you hold. Yeah. If he was not so important, I really don't think we would have heard about it either. But because he is, this is something that now we that will follow him. And unfortunately, I think we've done exactly what he did not want to happen. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I, I see your point. It's an excellent point. Well made. Um, and I think that when you add that to the fact that if he was white, we wouldn't have heard about it. I think it shows um, exactly how politicized the climate is in um, and also how much these attacks on diversity, equity, and inclusion, these attacks on affirmative action, these attacks on, I don't want to call it critical race theory, so let's call it American history, how much these attacks have been effective. You know, because, again, I don't know that this man, this man would be under this type of scrutiny if just one of those elements was different. I just ca I cannot see it. There's never a time in my life when I've heard of anybody going to lose their job because they didn't tell somebody soon enough that they were in the hospital. Right. You know, um, if, if everybody I, I know I could take a couple of days off from here. And I wouldn't right. have to explain myself at all. Granted, I, I know that the whole secure, the national security, you know, uh, is not does not hinge on whether or not I show up to work. But again, the government has not fallen apart. <laughs> There's nothing to see here. No harm, no foul, nor would it have. And I, it's it'd be very difficult for Stefanik or any of these other folks to make make a real case that would be believable to a person like me 
that we were really exposed as a nation because this guy was in the hospital. He was alive and well, answering phone calls. He was talking to the president. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, what are, what are we really doing here? Um, to me, it's racism. I'm going to just call it what it is. So, um, I, again, like like everyone here, uh, we are wishing him a speedy recovery. And if anything, um, you know, my, my hope is that these people, Stefanik included, will get their 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 just due because wrong is wrong. And, you know, making a big deal out of nothing or almost nothing, trying to find the flaws and the faults without acknowledging the brilliance and the excellence that is before you. It just shows how destructive of a of a frame of mind that you're in and and all of us suffer as a result of that. You know, I think that we we now are more threatened as a country because of these types of efforts than indeed the man going into the hospital in the first place, because people are our enemies and allies can see just how divided we are, just how much we're picking each other apart, just how non-united these united states are and there's all the gaps that anyone can exploit indeed it's been happening with bots it's been happening with election interference it's been happening time and again even we do it to ourselves and so we're as vulnerable as we've ever been because of people like this and not because an old man had prostate cancer which in theory would be a very very private thing you know that doesn't need to be you know uh disclosed it, unless it really does interfere with your capacity to do your job exactly. long term. Uh, exactly. You know, I, I, for those of us that know I'm over 40 years old, I know what a prostate is now. I know what a prostate exam is now. That's not something <laughs> they want to tell anybody about. You uh -uh. Know what I mean? So anyway, um, yeah, we're going to keep watching and uh, we're, we're hoping for a speedy recovery there. And hopefully this all blows over and it's nothing to see. But moving on um, earlier this week, former Capitol officer Harry Dunn announced that he's running for Congress. Uh, so, Morgan, you cover the uh, D.C. areas for the Black Information Network. So we're going to start with you this time. Tell us more about this story. And in brief, of course, we'll get your thoughts. Sure. Uh, U.S. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn, he did testify before the House Committee investigating, I'm sorry, investigating the Capitol riot. Mm -hmm. He's now running for Congress in Maryland's third district, uh, which is being vacated by retiring Democrat John Sarbanes. The district covers uh, parts of Anne Arundel County, Carroll County, as well as Howard County. So there is uh, what I would say, um, some conservatives in that path in terms of um, where he is going to have to meet those voters on the campaign trail. Uh, Dunn is running along party lines and he's running to make sure uh, that similar attack by extremists never happen again. I spoke to him earlier this week in a Black Information Network exclusive and here's what he had to say about his run. Just, just being a person of the people. I'm not a career politician. I'm a career public servant. And, you know, not many people, not a lot of people in the House of Representatives are those people they are career politicians who have been doing this for a long time so as diverse we need uh congress needs to look like what america looks like and um america is changing so he went on to say that um i asked him a you know series of questions asking how does he feel about former president trump um uh being removed or disqualified from some of the ballots like in colorado and maine and his response was obviously i'm biased to this but he does believe that the uh, former president deserves his day in court. He also, uh, a, a point that I also wanted to make um, that he made uh, is that he did, although he said he he endured um, all kinds of violence that day, um, racial slurs, 
um, he did want to mention that he doesn't believe that January 6th itself was a racist event. But he did say there were, you know, racist in the crowd. And he did want to mention that they're, you know, just like he his knuckles were bloody at the end of the day. His fellow police officers who were also white, they had to endure that same um, uh, a battle together. Another point that um, we spoke about was his campaign video. Usually in campaign videos, you see, you know, smiles and hugs and I approve this message and kissing babies and things like that. And his video depicts the violence that was shown that day on January 6th. I mean, mm -hmm. you have fires in, in the hallways and, and people fighting and the flag flying around and falling and smoke in the hall. And it's just, he's like, this is exactly why I'm running because he feels like three, here we are three years later and it can still happen. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I, you know, I will do my best to keep up with his, uh, what's going on with him campaign. here. Yes. His campaign. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. And I, you know, I, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it is interesting. interesting. Uh, so Brie, talk to us. Yes. Now, everything that Morgan just mentioned, in my opinion, is the reason why he just might win. I mm -hmm. believe that he is reaching people on an emotional level. Yeah. And like she just stated about that uh, video that he released to announce his running. It was extremely emotional and it probably evoked a lot of emotion and people watching it, remembering the events of that day. Um, and so I think that he's appealing to the heart of people mm -hmm. and what they want to see as opposed to what happened. People are tired of the fighting. They're tired of, you know, the politicizing of every topic. Um, his political views and his motives have been questioned by some critics and some media outlets have even highlighted his role um, in defending the Capitol. On January 6th, um, in his testimony before the House committee um, that was investigating the attack, uh, according to the BBC, uh, he gained fame for his emotional testimony at the first public hearing. Also, um, he was the Guardian quoted that he Mr. Dunn uh, said he was running to stop Trump's MAGA extremists and to push back against the lawmakers he disagreed with, even though. As Morgan already stated, he still believes that Donald Trump deserves his day in court. MSN also noted that Mr. Dunn was one of 14 to receive the Presidential Citizens Medal from President Joe Biden uh, for his actions uh, at the Capitol on January 6th. And so whether you love him or hate him, he is still striking a chord with the American people, True. not to mention his memoir, A Capitol Police Officer's Fight for Accountability and Good Trouble After January 6th. It's called Standing My Ground. It's a New York Times bestseller. So mm. people are reading about it. They're watching him. And I, and it doesn't hurt that he's also black. He can come from it from that racial standpoint, even though he said it wasn't a racist event. But you see it differently as a black man living in America and sure. you're protecting you know, your office and your space and the government that doesn't always protect you. And so yeah. people who criticize him, um, you know, are coming out of different bags. But I think he's put himself in a good position to appeal to a wide range of people. I would not be shocked if he went ahead and swept that. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing that kind of stood out to me is his comments about it not being based on racism. Um, there's. I, I, I see what he means there. I, I really do. Because if you look at it, you realize that a lot of the people that were at the Capitol, in fact, I was watching an interview on CNN. It was just a woman who had been convicted. You know, she was getting ready to, she was on house arrest. They went to her home, interviewed her. 
Um, it's on CNN's uh, social media for folks that want to check it out. But um, she's getting interviewed and she's an older white woman. She's a grandmother. She was there using an ice pick to bust out one of the windows on the Capitol building, a bulletproof window. And they asked her, like, do you feel ashamed for watching this video? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Would you take that back? Sure, I would take it back. Do you think that President Trump tricked you? No, not at all. Well, like with all the, all the things that have happened since then, you don't feel like Donald Trump tricked you? No, not at all. And she goes, imagine if you thought the election was stolen. You would go and fight. And so it, it really, I, I, I see what he means when he says that, you know, it's not about race and it's not a, it wasn't a racist attack. Um, it was indiscriminate in that moment because those people were lied to by one man who himself uh, is, in my estimation, a racist person. I don't think that he holds really any any group of people who are not white in any and in a high regard. You not Chinese people, not black people, not uh, Muslim people. So go ahead. No, I was saying how he's look at my African-American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's the guy we're talking about. But I think also in that party. Specifically, you end up with a home for people with racist beliefs, racist mm -hmm. ideologies. And if those people end up getting elected and are able to cultivate the culture of that party. And, and, you know, some of these are not, they're not, you know, country bumpkins and, and hicks and uneducated people. These are brilliant minds. So they can put a veneer of patriotism over their racism and most well-meaning, well-intentioned white folks, that's all they need. Well, it does feel a little racist, but they make a good point. Well, it does feel a little racist, but a black guy said it or Candace Owens said it. And, you know, I like her. Because her views are largely aligned with mine. So it can't be racist if she said it, right? So so this veneer of patriotism, often enough, covering over what we all know is systemic, more often than not racism, imposed intentionally by this country on black and brown people and other marginalized people, um, is kind of the um, the primordial ooze, if you will, out of which grows these type of rioters. And so I don't want a comment like that to go uh, uh, without me, without me speaking to it, because I, I don't think that he's wrong. I, again, it's not a racist day. They weren't there to beat up black people. That's all well and good. But they did wave the Confederate flag in the rotunda. And as Dave Chappelle mentioned, that's not even something that the Confederate army was able to do. And well, talk, Ramsey, talk, talk, talk. Your <laughs> thank you. So I appreciate it. But I mean, he seems like he uh, he has a, a solid enough uh, campaign. You know, I can't say this on my other show, but I can say it on this one. If you're able to, why not give him a vote? All right. And I think that's how most people feel, which is why I would not be shocked if he won. <laughs> sure, sure. But you know what? See, the thing is, it, it, he's going to have some some opposition. He's going to, you know, I remember I was talking about um, Elise Stefanik. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. she's on record uh, saying that the people who were convicted of the charges that, you know, the people in the videos and his in his campaign ads, those people were hostages. You know, she's kind of parroting that Trump rhetoric. 
um, again, and and like the woman in the video, you know, she doesn't she she looks at her behavior and realizes that it's deplorable behavior. That's not the way to do it. But it doesn't at all mean that they don't feel that they were robbed, that they were denied. And if that's their viewpoint, then they can look at the people who are victims there in their mind as hostages. Um, and they were just trying to protect democracy. Right. And, you know, a person like Stefanik, I believe to be a bona fide racist individual. Um, otherwise, there's been a significant degree of brainwashing. And indeed, we don't even know where her moral line is, where her degree of empathy ends for her fellow human beings. Shoot, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if on her in her own mind, she regarded us as inferior but, you know, mm. one day when I get into politics, I will eviscerate people like this. So don't you. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Black Information Network news anchors Morgan Wood and Bree Wood are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right, there's a debate brewing over a recent list of slang words that teachers have been banned from using in the classroom. Bree, why don't you give us some more details on this story? And then, Morgan, we're going to follow up with you next. Yeah, this was very interesting, especially reading the reactions on X. It was quite hilarious, some of them. <laughs> but uh, a teacher's list of 32 slang words and phrases that are prohibited in uh, her particular classroom has gone viral on social media. It did kind of spark a debate on whether it's a form of censorship or a push for academic excellence. Now, the list, which includes terms like bruh, ski, which we can thank sexy red for, uh, period, you know, which gained more popularity with the city girls, even though that's been around, um, standing on business, which Morgan <laughs> talked about earlier, and on oh my mama and it's giving, you know, all of those type of terms, um, among several others, students are saying in the classroom, right? So if a student in this teacher's classroom happens to use one of those terms on her list, um, the student will be required to write an essay explaining why they use the slang term in an academic setting. The teacher claims that using slang can diminish the student's capability to become successful writers and that they should carry themselves as scholars in the classroom at all times. So this leads me to believe this is uh, a language teacher, an English teacher, maybe. Um, however, some critics are arguing that this list is quite disrespectful, um, especially possibly to black students, um, because it's uh, disrespecting black culture, maybe identity and language, and that it it is, is uh, it is ignoring the diversity and the evolution of the English language. This is not the first time in history that, you know, urban youth have made their own slang. Mm -hmm. We were all alive in the 90s. And what were people talking about? Everything was fresh. Everything was dope. Everything was deaf. Everything, you know, bad. whatever the slang was, right? Bad was good. Um, yeah. And bad is still good in a lot yeah. of respects. So uh, the origin of the list is unclear. We don't know exactly what teacher this is or what school or what state, uh, because I was looking, trying to see if anybody pinpointed it. As of yet, I've not been able to find out that information, but it has been widely shared and commented on by journalists and celebrities and educators in other areas. And that teacher also notes at the bottom of that list that it is subject to change at any time. So she's adding, she's like, oh, I'm adding words. Stuff sure. I ain't heard yet. If I don't like it, it's going on the list. Sure, sure. Morgan. So with this, I just think this is a case of time and place, you know, and I yeah. can appreciate the fact that the teacher is implementing some rules because the truth of the matter is if it's not included in the dictionary you might not be able to use it in real life you know in, in applicable uh workplace environments which is what school is for mm -hmm. uh preparing you for the real world and i myself uh when I, I can recall when i was in grad school i remember um referencing something in a paper and none of the white students in the <laughs> in the uh, class understood what I was saying and yes. all the black students. And we just had a moment where we had to like exchange and educate each other and say, Hey, okay, well, culturally, this is what it means for us. And now you are, you know, not necessarily included, but now, you know, so mm -hmm. with this, I just think that the teacher is trying to encourage that, mm -hmm. but on the other spectrum of it, I just think it speaks to the creativity of who we are as black people. We yeah. can create language at a moment's notice. And I mean, it's all around us. I mean, 21 Savage says on God, almost in every line of oh, his God. song. <laughs> <laughs> <On> God. 21. <laughs> 21. Um, and Victoria Monet, you know, she has a song out right now called On My Mama, which is also um, included another phrase that's included on that list. So yeah. 
it's just a matter of uh, time and place when it, yeah, or at least that's my opinion when it comes to uh, this story. Um, but yeah, I actually encourage you to just embrace all of it. Be able to, you know, write, you know, the, 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 well, I don't want to say the, the English language as they tell us how, how it's supposed to be, but you know, if that's what's in place right now and that's what we have to do, then, you know, but yeah, 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 yeah. the language when it's the t- right time and the right place, because sure. the, you're not going to go to c- church and curse. Right. So, Exactly. Well, most of us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Chris Thompson will do that. Were. But <laughs> no, I'm just joking, Chris. Anyway, um, yeah, I think what I'm hearing from you both is uh, there's two sides to the story, and both sides are valid. Um, and I, I'm inclined to agree. There's there's something here that, in fact, I was I was doing a little bit of research unrelated it turned out to be related but but unrelated uh to today's conversation and i was studying you know uh, gen xers millennials uh, going back to like uh, baby boomers and you know on all the way back and the, and it, and it goes back to i think like sometime in the 1700s there's a name for every generation and every generation looks at the one that preceded it as being kind of old and out of touch and senile and just not really understanding of how the real world works now, just kind of dated. And the generation that comes after them is they have no morals. They're lazy. You know, they're, they're, they're into devil music and all kinds of stuff. And this is going on back to the 1700s before we had technology, before life changed and evolved at the pace that it currently does. Right. This is this is a constant with people in certain age in age brackets and language, of course, is one of the ways that we are able to delineate, <laughs> culturally speaking, one group of folks from another group of folks. Right. So. Um, I, I understand that it might be some of that, just like old people looking at kids and being mad that they're kids. But I also recognize the other side of this coin, which is that. Uh, I, I'm going to butcher this quote, but I learned this back when I was in college. And I, I just think it's so profound. I, I had a book. I had a teacher, Dr. Camilla Westenberg, who's been on the show before. Um, she taught my African-American literature class. And I, I remember a quote from being in this class. And it was effectually um, the degree to which a man knows the language in a society. To that degree, the man is able to navigate the society. Right. And this was we're talking we're talking about slaves and why slaves were never taught to read and weren't really educated and really weren't taught to speak, you know, grammatically correct English. Um, there was no standard or anything like that. Of course, when you're not writing and not educating people, they they tend to have a separate culture and it just kind of evolves and provided you can communicate with them. All, all is all is right with the world. Um, but I think that that quote speaks to perhaps the other side of the coin here, which is students knowing, on the other hand, how to speak the king's English, as it were, um, gives them more accessibility throughout society. Students indeed knowing when to speak how they would speak in front of their friends and family or, you know, whatever associates versus how to speak when they're giving a presentation, when they're pitching their idea, they're trying to get venture capitalist funding, when they're 
interviewing for a job, when they are communicating to other professionals, police, judges, etc., um, it provides them an additional degree of mobility. And so I cannot knock the teacher. Um, and at the same time, I can't really applaud her either because this is sort of the thing that happens with old people looking at young people. Um, and so I think that this is probably what was right for her. So I won't celebrate it, nor will I condemn it. I will just understand that for her, she felt like this is right. And it got us all talking and I got to say my two cents. And so we'll move on. <laughs> all right. Finally, uh, actor Jonathan Majors got himself into more trouble this week when he made some peculiar references to Coretta Scott King during his interview on Good Morning America. So, Morgan, you and Bree both cover uh, entertainment news for the BIN, but we're going to start with you. Share your thoughts on the Majors interview. And then, Bree, we're going to come up, come to you second. So let's rewind just a little bit back to uh, the phone call that surfaced that was shared during his trial between uh, Majors and his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari, in which he asked her, the white lady, <laughs> to be his Coretta Scott King. She needs to operate and move like Coretta Scott King. OK, so now this is becoming a trend because in his exclusive with Good Morning America following his conviction, um, he told them he wanted to appeal his conviction. He was shocked by um by the conviction and that um oh I'm sorry during that interview he's talked about his uh current girlfriend um More. oh why is her name uh I know you're talking to now I forgot it yeah Megan good I almost said wood yeah. but <laughs> well you know right. she could join the club too <laughs> you know Megan the, the Morgan yeah, Wood uh, Megan good you know I could get tongue-tied there all right go ahead yeah, so his current girlfriend, um, he talked about how she held him down like Coretta. So now the thing is, okay, this is becoming a theme among Jonathan Majors. Kill it. So Bernice King stepped into the chat on social media and said, my mother, Coretta Scott King, was not a prop. She went on to say she was a peace advocate before she met my father and was instrumental in him speaking out against the Vietnam War. Please. Please understand my mama was a force. In other words, on my mama, on my hood, don't play with my mama. <laughs> and Period. So, Say that then. Period. Poo. And so um, I'm going to just go ahead and leave that there. I don't know what's up with your boy, but he just needs to, you know, leave mm -hmm. Coretta. Just leave. Look, leave, keep, my, keep Coretta's name out your mouth. There you go. There you go. Bree, talk to me. <laughs> Listen, I am like. Jonathan Majors, I don't think this interview that he did helped him at all. Yeah. And I'm laughing because instead of people sympathizing, a lot of people are looking at him like, what is wrong with you? There was every reason for him to not be convicted in this case, right? We have him on camera running, running. through the streets of New York yeah. in the wee hours of the morning being chased by the very woman who says he was her abuser mm -hmm. and he still couldn't catch a break. Man. So he said in this interview that if he could do one thing over, it would be I would not try to put her back into the truck because they had a driver that night. It was a date night, apparently. Mm -hmm. And she saw the text message that came in from a woman who was obviously under a nickname. There was no name that sounded like someone's actual name. But I wish I was kissing you right now. She went off. And she start fighting him for his phone. So mm -hmm. this is how the whole thing allegedly ensued. And which is why the laceration or whatever, the scratch on her finger he caused and a little scratch behind her ear. That is what he got convicted for. They could they the jury didn't 
think that he meant to harm her, but he still caused some level of physical harm. So he said, if I could go back, that was my biggest mistake. He said, the only thing I did was play with her heart. I did not abuse her. Yeah. But people are acting as though he was just wailing on her when he was actually trying to get away. Now, obviously, he's a big, muscular dude. We just saw him in Creed. That was when that movie had just dropped at the top of 2023. And, you know, he was riding on a high. His career's on an upswing. Then all of a sudden we have this happen because you decided to cheat. And he acknowledges the fact that he was a cheater. And that is the reason that the whole fight started. Mm-hmm. And so he said, I wish the toxic relationship would have ended before it had gotten to this point. So, of yeah. course, he is appealing his conviction on the two things he was convicted of. Of course, he didn't get convicted of anything hard uh, criminally, but. Um, Grace Jabari, back to this point about Coretta Scott King, um, as Morgan stated so eloquently, we need to leave her name out of this. She, nobody he dates is ever going to be on Coretta Scott King's level. We could just start there. Sure. Not Megan, not Grace. Coretta Scott King is who she is, was who she was. Yeah. But the fact that he is pointing to figures like Coretta Scott King and also Michelle Obama, which he was also on tape saying he wanted his British from London ex-girlfriend Grace Jabari to be like, I don't know how she would emulate Michelle Obama or Coretta Scott King. She's not even American. Um, But that's what he wanted her to act like, like stand by my side. I'm important. I'm doing good work here. I need a solid woman by my side. But you said you were toxic. This whole relationship was toxic. And so I don't understand what the whole point of it was anyway, but um, he is appealing and people are not looking at him in a sympathetic light from what I see online. Yeah, just yeah. most people now in the black community, of course, we are going to have another level of sympathy because what he was charged with, he got dropped from Marvel. And I understand that people are like, listen, abuse is abuse. It doesn't matter how big or small it was. They're not going to support that. But they did the same thing to Johnny Depp and he won his court case. Yeah. And the woman still got the woman who was his ex-girlfriend yeah, still had a part. She's in an awful man right now. Exactly. It was minimal, but she still kept her part. They completely dropped him from a character that could have catapulted his career into the next level. So in that respect, I feel bad for him because I feel that that punishment career wise was a bit harsh for what he was actually convicted for. Sure. But uh, we will see how, you know, things work out in his favor when he does file this appeal, because he said he's absolutely not guilty of physically abusing her, Mm -hmm. just her heart. And he is scheduled to be sentenced on February 6th. He faces up to one year in prison. Okay. Well, uh, I want to make sure that I get this quote in. He has a quote saying, my intention was to convey my my utmost respect for credit Scott King, her achievements and both her personal legacy and the one she shares with her husband, Dr. Martin Luther King. And so um, that's from him. Um, I suspect that uh, a reason why this was as offensive as it ended up being uh, on more than one occasion was because the first time he is on record kind of using Coretta Scott King's name is when he was talking to, I, I, I get that she wasn't American, but let's be very honest. She was a white woman. Right. And, um, you know, when you kind of take what it is that Coretta Scott King stood for, what she had to sacrifice, what she, you know, mm-hmm. having to have those kids in that house, and be afraid that her husband might not come back home and all that sort of stuff. And then of course her, her work in her own right. When you take that and then you try to ask someone who cannot know what that experience is like to mm-hmm. be like that, it is not only insulting to that person, it's insulting to everyone that looks 
at Coretta Scott King as a hero and everyone who has a similar, not the same, but a similar experience to Coretta Scott King, even down to the black women who send their sons to school. Black women who have to go to court to try to, you know, get their get their sons to come home. Black women who live black lives in America. And so I think that really that was the point where people started to look at him like, is this guy saying what I think he's saying? And then for her, him to kind of mention her name again, um, you know, even though he was talking about Megan Good the second time, um, it was just like, whoa, 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 bro. And that's enough. Just don't even. You know, right. and so so his his I, I get I, I understand and he's he's been through a lot. I, I'm not going to say if it's right or wrong because that's not my place. But, you know, his I think that his. Uh, his statement about his intentions, I, I feel like that might be sincere because I don't think he would say that to somebody and really sincerely mean it. You know, when you take into account everything that Coretta Scott King again stood for and what she went through. Um, it is. I don't know that it's really possible for that many people to even be in a position like Coretta Scott King was in to even show that degree of bravery, resilience, strength, um, you know, steadfastness, et cetera. It just, life just not doesn't serve up that many opportunities for folks right. to be able to do that. And so, um, you know, we'll see what happens again. I far be it for me to say one thing or another about him personally. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll say this. I never want to see anybody black fail so i'll say that exactly all right with that in mind i'd like to thank you both very much for your insight as always it's been a joy once again today's guests are black information network news anchors morgan wood and brie wood this has been a production of the black information network today's show was produced by chris thompson have some thoughts you'd like to share use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app while you're there be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccipher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.